Welcome back to WING, here for the premiere of the Wingman of West Michigan Season 3. For such a long-awaited event, we are taking calls right now. Alright, caller, you are on the air. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller here. And I just wanted to say, that Season 2 was an absolute crock of shit. Those lazy sons of bitches are only gonna give us five damned episodes? I give these guys hundreds of dollars a month on the Patreon, and this is how I get treated? Anyway, looking forward to Season 3. Should be good. Thanks for taking the call. Are we live? We are live. Season 3. Season Season 3 kickoff. Season 2? You know? Best season we ever did. Only needed five episodes. It was a strong season. It was like that season of The Office when they cut it in half. Still a good season. Season four. We talked about season two going longer, but I'm like, are we going to ruin this right now? Or right. Are we just going to like have a Game of Thrones-esque wait well, until we do season three? Well, as like a service to the listener, you know, we, they, we should let them know like, with the holiday and Farrah's reopening, it was really hard for us to have any free time to even think about podcasting. Which holiday? Both of them. All of them. I see. The only holiday I remember as of recent memory is Farrah's reopening. Yeah. You heard that right, folks. Farrah's. The golden, what do we always say? The golden standard. standard. The gold standard. Yeah. It's back. It actually makes the uh, it makes the, the the previous episode seem a little little too soon. What was the previous episode? The Birch Lodge Re- Reformation. Ooh. When we finally laid Ferris to rest, and then, like a phoenix, it arose from the ashes. You know who else laid someone to rest too early, and then he rose from the phoenix of the ashes? I do not. Christians. So they laid Jesus to rest... <laughs> And then when they were they had given up on him, he he awoke, he was back. He was the chosen one as well. And boom, to some people's beliefs, you know, he has risen. <laughs> they have they have a whole holiday. Uh, Easter, about that. Yeah, it was ba- it was bigger than Easter. Ferris coming back? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> without question. It was bigger than Easter. It was bigger than the World Series. Yeah, that was about it. That was the, yeah. that was the two that was the two biggest things. Anyway, welcome back to the Wingman of West Michigan, everyone. Helping you navigate through all the coronavirus and election stuff, cutting out all the junk and trash, just getting to West Michigan and chicken wing news. You don't want to hear any of this other BS. Listen Why to would us. you want to hear it's trash? Else. That's it's all the same thing over and over and over anymore. again. Yeah, no one wants to listen to that. And let's want to just jump right into it. Let's do oh, it. Oh, we got an intro today. So this is a little weird say, one because we are. The we, intro. Yeah, um, we are. This is odd because even though we are the wingmen of West Michigan, we are still in West Michigan, though we are reviewing the new Detroit Wing Company. It's kind of nice. I feel like we're actually like on vacation. Yeah. It's like we had to, we took the two hour drive to Detroit yet. We did. I'm nine to. minutes from my home, which is an incredible thing. But yes, folks, Nermi is right. We are here in Grand Rapids at the brand new less than seven days opened detroit wing company and i gotta be honest we took a quick peek at the menu it's it's one of those pull up order wing stops yeah it seems we're like not it, talking it, about yeah. sit down there's no f- there's no fuss this is a wing stop this is like a wing stop-esque restaurant but it looks it looks way cooler the inside super modern cool like wood walls stamped ceilings all around good vibes it's a small little spot too well and the thing is too is if you look at like, the paint on the walls it's like that deep buffalo sauce orange Wow, I didn't even think what about that. I didn't even think about that. You know what I'm saying? Damn. It's like right there on the buffalo sauce orange. It's a beautiful thing. I like that though. I do too. I, I like a little. I like a little at home vibe. So we actually are going to interview some people that work here in a little bit. But you know, just starting off, this is uh, Sam uh, Nermy's. Nermy's underestimating it. We're actually interviewing the, the no, not only the founder but the creator of the idea. Yeah, I mean, he, he the man had a vision. 
and he he's, he's going to take it to the next level. We're going to hear about that. But yeah, East Point based chain. Uh, looks like I mean I'm pretty excited about it. I think the name actually does itself a really nice service. How much more straightforward could you be? Detroit Wing Company. So it's East Side of Michigan. It's Wings. wings. It's and they got and a legit. license from the Better Business Bureau, and we're in really good shape. But before we dive in yep, let's, let's, to let's meeting with some of those folks, we get a couple hot topics. Couple you know, hot we miss topics. you guys. I will say the vibe in here, as Sam said, is fantastic. But before we meet some of the folks who are running this shop and before we talk about the wings and even put an order in, I want to fill you guys in on a little bit of uh, some hot topics. All right. First topic I wanted to go into just because it was fun. We are discussing getting our own golden tea. People love it. Was that fun? Well, you know, we started looking. It was fun for a minute. Started looking into it. I don't know if you guys knew this. Like, Golden Tea, you think, would be something pretty simple. It's just a ball with, like, a stand and a TV mount. Like, they're not even the big machines anymore. Like, if it was a big machine, the price, this price, I think, would kind of make me second guess. But so it starts at around $5,000. $5,000. And let me remind you, when you're thinking about Golden Tea, I was when Sam when Sam and I were talking about this, we were talking about the fact like the big bar, the whole setup where it's one big machine, you put the coins in and you play. No, 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 no. This is what is it? It's like the actual it's just the machine. Yeah. There's no TV. Yeah, it doesn't come with a TV. There's no stand. It also so you also have to pay a monthly membership to have it, which already seems like kind of nuts too. It's like, damn, you gotta pay like twelve ninety nine a month to like own it, to like use it. That's the licensing fee. And then you Whatever new maps, outfits, or anything like new campaigns or stuff, you have to buy expansions too. What's crazy is is that we are complaining about Golden Tea putting together this formula for a business, yet weekly, 95% of our listeners get on Xbox and spend copious amounts of money to do the exact same thing. So that actually took me down like a wormhole on this website that sells the Golden oh, Teas though. And I wanted to show you this one. This one, looks, I've seen these before. So it's 13 grand. You get the Hurricane Simulator, right? You pick up one of those things, like you shut yourself into a, is that a container. Tan booth? No, what it is just that? it just blows wind at you. You like they're like in malls. You've seen them, like the kind of re- resembling the malls. kind of like resembling the thing like when you're trying to catch money on the walls when they have the stuff flying around. Oh, I know. I was so it's like that. that. But this so this one gets winds going up to 75 S- miles an hour. You're in a confined space with 75 mile an hour winds. But here, I actually liked. Uh, let me find this. Where was I? Where were they talking about it? Uh, hmm. Is I that think, a top seller? Uh, yeah, so I, I like this. Um, right here it says own your. So the thing's thirteen thousand dollars, right? For a machine. Here, I'll, here's a little. This video is actually funny. The video they added. I'll see if I can try and get the audio in on it too. So it, to give you a little backing on the video, this girl gets into the hurricane simulator. It starts going, and then this is on their website. And then the, her kid starts crying when she's in there. Listen to this. I was kind of under the impression. Oh, he looks like kind of a little bitch, to be honest. So that's I was kind of under the impression she knocked over. Why is that? Why is that the video they're using on the website? Seventy-five percent of the video is him jumping around, going. So I really like this. I like this add-on that they say, "Own your own money-making attraction. Why not share the profits?" So it's like they're basically just saying, "Like, yo, dude, pay us thirteen grand, get this wind machine, and make money. It's gonna print money for you, dude. Money." I don't know about that. What's this website? Uh, it's called Pinball Company. PinballCompany.xnxx.com. Yeah. yeah. I've never been there before. Don't go to the... Yeah, yeah. Watch out. 
You ain't get free Wi-Fi out here. No way, no. dude. Detroit Wing Company, this opened. Anyway, chicken wing news. So, hey, so, no, hey, oh, so, you speak, topics, no, so speaking right. of topics, dude, so it's kind of a big week. Right. Nermy just got a new car. Oh, yeah, dude. I got a new car. Pretty easy transactions. Big move. You had to actually go to get the dealership and take it all out. I sold a car this week on Craigslist. Ooh. It's a very dirty business. Yeah, I'm always, Craigslist af- I'm always afraid to do that. And I'm always thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I was like, you put it out there. So Someone the world, you're very transparent. You're like, hey, I'm not trying to get lowballed. I'm not trying to deal with you know some trash. But they find you. Yes. And then they show up to your home. It's just it's it's a horrifying product. Like it's a, it's no it's no wonder that Craigslist no longer has personal ads. Well, I think the thing with Craigslist that Facebook Marketplace beat out because you can still creep on people, right? Someone like, inquires on a product, or you want to inquire on a product, you can click on their profile and be like, "All right, they look normal." Whereas Craigslist, it's just text in like a. I refuse to text. I'm all email. Well, that's what I mean. Like, but it's just you're just reading text from like a random email. That's all you get. It's horrifying. It's very scary. And then they show it to my home. It was the worst. Hey, there he is. Hey, what's going on? Let's give a little shout out here. Like Barry White. Yeah. I love you so so much. Take the interview. I'm, I'm I'm in the back now. I'm just I'm just mixing now. All right. So hey hey, back to the wingman of West Michigan. We actually are incredibly fortunate here. We have uh, we have some of the Detroit Wing Company regulars, the yep. founders, yep. the locals All the way from Detroit. Here. Introduce yourselves. Uh, my name's Gus. Uh, I started the company five years ago over in East Point, and uh, I'm just in town for you know these first few weeks. Philip lives here, so he'll be running the show. I'm the managing partner here. My name is Philip Georgeson, and uh, I came to Grand Rapids basically to help my parents. And uh, they're both 90, and they needed some uh, assistance. So while I was here, I figured to jump in and start a restaurant. What greater assistance is there than chicken wings, to be totally honest? I mean, how much, how much more assistance could you give anyone That's than just right? providing them unlimited chicken wings? And, exactly. that, and not just that. It goes beyond that because the menu features a whole bunch of different things. Like, uh, you know, we have uh, some uh, amazing uh, mac and cheese, some terrific, yes. The it's ter- staring me down right, right? behind Phil. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you set it up this right. perfectly. This, exactly. This, this is the table we had ready for us. And here People come in, they see cheese. the picture, and they order it. Just is that panko breading? That is. Is that, is that yep. panko breading yep. on that? Panko yeah, breading. I worked in a restaurant for a little while. So. <laughs> Everything is made to order on the premises. It's homemade, as are our 19 sauces that we have. Um, they're measured in different heat and, uh, and levels. And we also use the largest chicken wing you can find. We use the big, meaty ones that are 6 to 8 to a pound. That's what I like to and yep, so they are a meal. And as so Phil, hit me with your favorite sauce. What's your favorite sauce? I'm a classic buffalo guy. You just straight up I do, buffalo. I do others, and I, there are some great ones on there. The firecracker is a great combination of some nice heat, and it finishes really well. The uh, whiskey barbecue is another one that has not a lot of heat, but it has just a little kick when it finishes. So there's some in there that are, I, I think, from a palate really. Draw I don't me. know if I've ever met someone who's more passionate about chicken wings than I am. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was I'm like, wait, right look at now. Gus. Gus is like, Gus is like, away. I don't know, man. He's like, look at this thing You're right great. here. Gus's are just chicken so, wings. No, 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 they're not though. It's that's like, right. That's how the whole podcast came about. But so, all right, so Gus, so five years ago, yes, or East Point, that's obviously yep. East Side. Tell us how this whole thing came about. So I, at the time, had a Coney Island, uh, typical Coney Island kind of menu. You know, 90, 100 items on the menu. Uh, we were doing everything from scratch. So we were grinding our burgers. We're, everything in, on the menu was from scratch, which is not typical of a Coney Island. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I grew up in this business. Uh, my grandparents had a restaurant down in Greektown in Detroit. Uh, so I've always been in food. Um, and I've always done things. 
you know, the, I had the right way, I guess. You know, I, we made everything from scratch there, and everything I've always done has always been from scratch. Um, and it just got to be too much. It was a lot of, uh, a lot of labor. A lot. I mean, it was just a very. It wasn't something that could be scaled easily, and I started to realize that it's just kind of not what I wanted as a long-term plan. I think the overhead's um, got to be crazy. In a place it like was that. crazy. I mean, you know, we can run this place with two cooks and two cashiers on a Friday night, and in that, you know, we had four cooks, three cashiers, a dishwasher. You know, all that stuff affects your bottom line, and it you still make money. I mean, that's true of any restaurant, but it, it just the operation of it. I was there from day you know open and close uh got engaged and i was like you know what this is just not kind of the life oh you met a woman they're the best aren't they they're the best Um, so So why chicken wings so how what about wings wings. we had wings on our menu um people loved them and i i just started messing around with sauces and i just figured you know what if i can do just one item like that and just you know a lot of like these single item concepts are the ones that are growing the fastest now you know there's the diners are kind of fading out and there's burger places and salad places and burrito places and you know people go for what they want and they want that's what you're in the mood for and you want the best whatever that item is um and so yeah exactly so i i just decided I wanted to do wings, and uh, at the time I had like two years left on my lease, and I just I just started using it as a test kitchen. Um, I made probably close to 60 different sauces, just Whoa. anything I could think of. I, I'd go to a restaurant and order chicken, and oh, that's a really cool sauce. <laughs> I just started, you know, anything that went on chicken. I, I tried to get out of like the typical, you know, range that everybody does and do things more unique. And my regulars would come in and order a couple of Coney dogs, and I'd be like, here's six wings. Let me know what you think of the sauce. And started getting that feedback from them and stuff like that. And, you know, I tweaked all of them, and I kind of whittled it down to, we started with 16. We're at 19 now, but 16 was our original count, and they were the 16 that my customers at my old place loved. And, and you know, um, and that was it. And that was our starting menu. And the building that we were in, uh, my dad owned. Uh, it w- he was in construction. That was his office. He retired, and the building kind of turned into like a family storage unit. Yeah. Somebody would move or whatever. We would just put everything in the building. And so um, I was like, I mean, this building sitting there, I may as well use it, right? So we cleared out the building, put a couple walls up, put a fryer in. And my plan at the time was, because I was kind of burnt out, right? I mean, it was I, doing this Coney Island thing for years now. And, uh, my plan was just to have my wife on the register and I would be back there cooking and we made 500 bucks, whatever it was. I owned the building and we had no overhead and I just wanted to, I just wanted the most simple operation there was. Um, and it, to this day, she has never taken an order. <laughs> uh, it just <laughs> from awesome. that, that very first night, I don't, I don't know if it's because we put our signs up, you know, it took us a while to open, but they're just, it's like people were waiting for us to open without knowing anything about People are ready for wings, and, and it's I just, come yeah. to its own now that wings have become um, yeah. kind of a single standalone feature that draws. And oh, yeah. wings are huge now. I mean, yeah. look, look. I mean, you look. We have a whole podcast just in like this city, basically. I mean, you got where the big hitters. You got Doozy. You got Ferrez, Mike's Wings. Great things about Doozy. Yeah. Wing Heaven. Awesome. Wing Avenue. We R.I.P. Go and check them out one night. We just wing sure. time, but wing King. Oh, Doozy. Yeah, I mean. It's like exotic over here. It so we, we, as soon as we saw, we're like, oh my god, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> it, yeah, and the name is really 
It's done well for us. I mean, it just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you for saving us the gas money. <laughs> location, location, location. So, is this like, like wh- where are you guys expanding to next? You got any, your eyes in any other uh, markets or is time. checking out um, GR for now? Yeah, we we like this area. Obviously, Phillips got some ideas here. Um, you know, we'd like to do a few around town, one at a time. Though we go kind of where the, where our customers. We follow our customers wherever there's demand. You know, we talk to our regulars and. People tell us they're driving from 30 minutes away, and you, you hear that same stuff over and over again, and you sure, start to realize that that's down. another place. Yeah, exactly. And that's how, from our first location to our second, um, we went from East Point to Chesterfield. At the time, we had a lot of people driving to East Point from Chesterfield, and so we just looked there for our next location, and that one took off. And so what's the status of Detroit Wing Company today? How many locations we got? I mean, this where is you number guys seven. At? This is number seven? This is number, number seven. seven, yeah. That's yeah. big. Yeah, man. that's right. That's um, big. It's huge. Yeah, and in five years. I mean, it just, so the first location, um, it was probably about a year and a half in that uh, my cousin is who runs the Chesterfield. So my cousin and uh, two of my buddies, that we all grew up together. Everyone was in food, food service. Um, and about a year and a half in, I was like, guys, things are going really well. Like, we should do another, we should do one together. Um, and so that's what we did. Like it's just cool. the group of us, and we're not a franchise or anything like that. We just work together, and you know, however many stores we can open, you know, within our little group here. That makes um, sense. That are you know, yeah. But I mean, if you're asking us to open a location, we're into it. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> really we'll have to check the cap. Give, give me my address. Just put one at the for, end of the road. Right, <laughs> one of the, yeah, my wife would love that. My back garage. So seven locations. So seven. We have number eight. We're working on a lease right now for number eight in Grand Blank. Nice. Um, oh, so you're kicking it back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of clustered together over, you know, southeast Michigan. And we'll Go to Canada? No. Not far. No, I'm not leaving Michigan. <laughs> oh, no, you're not, not into it? I am not leaving Michigan. Nope. No. So you're, um, so you're not leaving Michigan? No. I have no plans of leaving the state. It's it's we're ripe a local as it is. Company, I mean, I, I I looked at Grand Rapids when I was doing the due diligence. I, it was a, this was a no-brainer just looking at the growth and what's happening. Yeah. And, and there's so many places like this in Michigan that you really don't need to go outside the border. No, I could not agree more. I mean, we we are. I will say that it, it's a unique place, Michigan. I'm not, I'm not from here originally, and the listeners know this, but I've been in Michigan about 10 years now, and it it, it truly is a unique. Um, it's a unique ge- geographical spot where there's a lot of pride. There's yep. a lot of loyalty to the state of Michigan. Exactly. Um, That's right. And honestly, as I hear you, and we looked up the locations, obviously, before the before the episode started and started peeking around. I mean, there's a lot of growth north mm-hmm. for you guys. Yep. City. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of – and I just – I, we're not like a corporate. We're not a franchise. Right. You know, it's it's a group of us, and we own them, and we operate them. And anywhere I go, anywhere we open, we always want to be the home team, right? Like right. we don't want to be this big corporate franchise. We're not Buffalo Wild Wings. We're not Buffalo Very community based. We are. We're focused on the communities that we're in, and that's just kind of what drives our business. That's you know, we're, we're not gonna. You're not gonna find coupons in the mail and that kind of stuff. We get into a community we just settle right in and we dig in and i'll tell you it's, it's two chippewa graduates you're looking at two chippewa alumni i think we're what do they call us what are, what are yeah. the president of central state of us we're the uh, the pristine alumni yes yeah we, they look at us like you know kings yeah um, <laughs> gpa aside they really appreciate everything we contributed to the mount pleasant community but i think mount pleasant could probably use 
Yeah. A Detroit Wing yeah. Company. I know that had I been in college and 1.30 yeah. in the morning rolls around, I would have loved to skip uh, Hungry Howie's Pizza and get some wings. Yeah. And, and you've, you've hit the nail on the head because you look at the pockets of these small, you know, smaller communities like that, and um, we fit right in. Uh, the brand does, just fits into that. And as you'll see as we do in Grand Rapids, um, you'll have that where, you know, right when we open, it seemed like the, the word just got out and took off, and it's because of the nature of the community we're in. It's not urban as much as We love working it. with schools and getting oh, yeah. right into you know, that kind of stuff. And well, you're in, a good, you're in a good community for that. I mean, West yeah. Michigan has a tremendous amount of pride. Uh, Nurm and I, neither of us are from here, but we've, we've chosen in, in, intentionally to make this our home. So, no, that's it. And I think how many people re- how many people forwarded you the – I saw it on Facebook originally. Someone hit, someone sent it to me, and they're like, "Holy shit! There's a Detroit Wing Company coming to Grand Rapids. You got to check awesome. it out." And I think you sent it you to me, and I sent it to him, and I'm like, "God, we got to do it. We're here." So that's awesome. Well, hey, well, hey, thank you guys for taking the time, spending the time with us. We're not going anywhere. We still have to put our order in. So we're gonna take a quick break and catch up with these guys off uh, off the line. We'll be in touch soon. All right. Perfect. All right. So they just blessed us oh my with, god oh my goodness this is like when the manna came for the the, the jewish people it was just <laughs> 40 days of the promised land yeah dude oh my god how many different wings do we have here? one we have two one, three four five six seven different types of wings around we have seven different <laughs> types of wings and i think all of these have got to be pretty friendly to nerm yeah i mean gus we're, we're very excited. gus is walking back delivering some ranches my friend blessings to you all right gus Holy which one of these cow. flavors is your favorite the Creole Parma is like my long-standing favorite. I kind of go back and forth every month. Like, you know, I'll kind of get hooked on one. and But the Creole Parma is what I always go back to. It's like, it's our most unique. It's That's my, always been my original favorite. All right, walk what us through the Creole. Say, walk us through uh, the Creole like Parma. Kind of like goes like what would you put on like a po' boy. It's got that Cajun kind of tang, a mustardy tang to it. So, All right, I'm going live for one. Yeah, we got to go. We, right, Gus has go got to Gus guys here for I'm it. I'm going with the Sweet Heat. I'm going with the Flat Boy. You're going Sweet Heat? Johnny? Cheers. Cheers. Falls right off the bum. You said you use a brine on these? That's oh exactly God. like a pole boy. That's exactly like a pole Is boy. That? Oh my God. But yeah, yeah. Oh. Going back to like, you know, you asked me earlier like about the sauces and stuff like that. Like I'd go to a restaurant and try something that was like, oh, that, that chicken is really good. It goes good with it. Well, that was one that we did. Uh, we did a pole boy as a Lent special one year. And I had this bucket of remoulade and I just started putting on, putting on everything. And I put it on wings. I was like, wow, that's really good. So that's well, you weren't wrong. Oh my God! <laughs> I say oh. the sweet heat lives up to its name. Yeah. Very yeah. sweet, and then the heat really Did you comes kick in on the back so end. The yeah. Was the heat kick in? A little bit after. Yeah. That was actually the first sauce I ever made was sweet heat, and it started off. Uh, I wanted to make. I had never made any barbecue sauce before, and I was like, I'm gonna make a barbecue sauce. Uh, at the time, we were doing pulled pork sandwiches, and so I just wanted to make a honey barbecue, and it was terrible. It was the worst. I had this pot. I don't know where I even found this recipe, but it was just awful. And I, but I had made this giant pot of it, and like I couldn't bring myself to just dump it down the drain. So I just started like throwing stuff into it. Um, we were the original version of it. We were making, we were roasting pork to pull, and so I had like pork drippings, and I poured the pork drippings in there, and I just put a ton of cayenne pepper in there. It literally, I was just throwing stuff in the pot just to try and save it. Yeah. And that was the end result, and people loved it, and I just. Kind of tried to write down whatever what I remembered I had put in there, and that Dude. was the first sauce I ever So made. walk me through the sweet and the heat, Nermi. What do you, what do you, so what's the like sweet? The cayenne. It's got heavy cayenne. Look at him. Look at his face. Well, you know, I know cayenne, you can't see him because this is a podcast. Like, but it like coats your lips. 
But man, it's got that good flavor. Yeah. I'm gonna kick it. I'm gonna kick it with a Detroit old school. We have a Greek wing here. Yeah, what's the Greek wing? I'm a ranch fan, but I can't try these so wings. You know, obviously everyone's got a lemon pepper. It, it, I would compare it closest to a lemon pepper. Uh, a little less lemony, a little more garlicky. That's actually not the one we started off with. I was in Greece last summer, and I came home. I was inspired. I was like, our Greek is not Greek enough. And so we completely oh. changed the recipe uh, last summer. But mm. and garlic. I will say this. Sweet. I've been I've been like moving to the dry rub phase of my wing eating same right here, now. Same here, same here. You know, I love I love a saucy wing. I always will, but it's like no one really gives yeah. some tribute to the dry rub. It, cause it stays nice and crispy, you know, especially for us. Like most people are taking their wings home, uh, so the dry rub isn't gonna get you know the, the sauce is like no matter what you do, it's gonna lose a little bit of that crisp. Oh yeah, dry rubs you don't have that. How about habanero ranches are most popular dry rub. All right, it's not as hot as it sounds. Uh, I'm not trying to ranch with any of these wings until I at least try them. This one here is the whiskey barbecue. Yeah, that's whiskey. Alright, we're going for whiskey barbecue. Yep. So if you haven't noticed, I'm a flat man. He's just a drummies. Yeah, yeah. So like the whiskey barbecue, um, it's whiskey. like our it's it's very close to our honey barbecue recipe, but we pulled all the vinegar. There's no vinegar at all in it. We replaced it with whiskey. So we literally just pour a couple gallons of whiskey in there. And the ketchup and so bad. And <laughs> to be <it> honest, <laughs> you can literally taste the whiskey. Oh yeah, there's a ton of it in there. <laughs> okay, take my keys. <laughs> Do you guys throw like? Okay, so let's talk about the habanero ranch for a second. I don't want to say it because I know you're, you guys are you guys are scratch craft kitchen, but there's got to be some ranch in here. Like, what's the what's the ranch in here? Is like a ranch packet? <clears throat> is it? Ranch. It's got, yeah. No, I know. I'm just. I wanted to give the credit where credit's due yeah, because this no. this has such a natural flavor. Yeah. But you get, I'm a ranch fan, as you can see, and I can just taste it. I'm like, damn. But it's 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 yeah. fucking spicy. That's, yeah, that's what we start with, and then we add like garlic and habanero, uh, like dried habanero. Um, there's like a butter that we coat it with, just like just enough to get the seasoning to it. So you get a little bit of that butter. You know, it's like a garlic butter base that we kind of toss them in first and. So I think, I think you might be the like the only person I've ever been comfortable to ask this question to. When do you know when a sauce is done? Like when you're like, oh, you know what, that's the sauce. In, done isn't cooking or doesn't tweaking. No, no, no. Like that's the recipe. That's the sauce. We're gonna coat five thousand wings in this recipe. I'll, you know what I mean? Like I'll the, just eat. I'll just keep eating it. Like honestly, I'll just eat it and and you know, do I get sick of it? Do I like it? Do you know? It's just you keep tasting it and. You see how you know it's just so it's all gut feeling. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. I'll go. You know, I'll go for a while. Like I won't have Creole for, you know, five six weeks. Like I'll just kind of get into like other. You know, like I said, like I'll kind of rotate through every month, and then I'll go back and I'll have a Creole and I'll be like, wow, that's good. And like that to me is like when I can kind of like almost surprise myself sometimes. Right. That's a pretty good sign, I guess. When you're like, all right, this has been sold to the public. For five weeks, I've been kicking it with the Greeks or the Buffaloes, and I come back, and I'm like, good. damn, I would have bought that again. Okay. And, that's, and that's how it is with kind of every sauce. Like every time I switch flavors, it's like I've forgotten how much I liked that next flavor, you know? And so, and that's really kind of what we followed as we built. You know, it, really, it took me two years to build this menu. It wasn't like I just, you know, made up a couple sauce names and went with it. It was a two-year process at, at that Coney Island of trial and error and, and you know some of these sauces may have had 20 or 30 revisions before like that final version 
and it was off of feedback and your own just use like gut instinct. I mean, I would eat something and like, okay, I really like that. Yeah. You're like writing things down. Like, I mean, the recipes, I mean, I got to imagine okay, making a recipe. Yeah. He, he, so I'm going to let Nerm chime in for a minute because he's actually kind of a chef himself. I, I try, you know, I mess around in the kitchen, but yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. And it, like for me, the thing that like always sticks around is, is consistency, right? And that's one of the hardest things to get. Like, you know, he was asking about like, when do you know, like when to stop? Cause like, that's my biggest issue is like, I'll make something like that was good. They'll be like, how the hell did I do that last time? Like the barbecues are the hardest ones. That's the ones where, you know, how, how high of a simmer is it on? How, you, you can't just be like, well, simmer for simmer for an hour. Well, how big is the pot? How high is your flame? You just have to do it a bunch of times and you get a feeling. You see how it coats the spoon, you know, right? Like there's, you just start to see like what it should be, like how sticky and kind of tacky it gets and stuff like that. And it just, single sauce, the the batch sizes are dependent on how popular they are. Right. Um, every oh, yeah. sauce, we make batches to last like two days tops. So they're always, every morning we're making five, six different sauces and kind of rotating them through. Um, we do it's fucking way to do it, dude. About f- like about fifty thousand <clears throat> gallons a year. Fifteen thousand gallons 50, of sauce. 50, oh, 50,000 gallons of sauce a year. Yeah. But in just a little two day, but just tiny bit. I'm watching Nerm getting lost in the sauce by himself with the one wing. I can't imagine. Whiskey one's got me going, dude. <laughs> like He's got a tasty <laughs> buzz on. You see his eyes rolling in the back of his head right now with this whiskey one. It's supposed to be an AA. <laughs> one, of our, <laughs> <laughs> one of our biggest challenges going to MGM was that everything there is on such a big scale. You know, we make oh, we make honey barbecue in a. You know, I don't know how big is that pot, 20, 30 gallons, 20 gallons, yeah. Um, well, MGM is making 200 gallons in a single batch because it's just the volume that they do. And so scaling those, re- I mean, that took a lot of work. You know, working with MGM chefs and, you know, you think it's just like math, like just quadruple everything. It just doesn't work out that way. It's such a, there's so many different things that change with volume and stuff like that. So that was, that was a, a lot of work to keep things consistent. And, and to do that kind of volume. Oh my gosh. All right, well, we got Phil back in the mix here. Phil's the uh, managing partner here in Grand Rapids. going to let him chime in for a second. All right, Philly, hit us up. What's your favorite wing? Well, you know, I told you before it was buffalo, but it wasn't until I was introduced to the rest of the sauces that I began to expand my own mind about what can happen in flavor in a wing. And uh, so that, what gripped me is the whiskey barbecue. I really, so I, as soon as I taste it, only because it finishes different than most sauces. It really it, it, the, 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 the zing comes at the end. It doesn't come in the middle or whatever, and then you're trying to you know, soak yourself with water or something to drink or a beverage uh, in order to dilute the heat. But um, they're great. The honey barbecue is phenomenal. It's our, one of our top-selling uh, uh, oh, sauces. Oh, the wings. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And the Greek dry rub. Uh, all of us being Greek, I don't know if Greek heritage, we, we have a oh, special... We have been talking to you guys for a while. I was looking at your cards. I'm like... Oh, these are like normal West Michigan Dutch guys. <laughs> right. But the uh, classic Greek is, I think, representative of, uh, of, of what we do best in, in our dry rubs. And um, they've become more and more popular as well. Yeah. That's, a, that's an awesome dry rub, man. Oh, my God. I'm, I, this is like my third one of those dry rubs. Dude, these, are, these are delicious. I will say I was like not to be like symbolic and to give a little bit of love to your guys' lineage. But I wanted to try the Greek because I'm like, all right. These guys got their roots in a Coney Island. I was like, you got to be Let's Greek. see. They got to have. I know, well, I know they're Look at him. I know he's Greek. I watched Big Fat Greek <laughs> Wedding. The guy's an extra in every single yes. scene. I know he's here, but I was more so saying like, yeah, exactly. Like, ma, ma. But no, I'm saying like, you got your start in a Coney Island. 
if you've never been to Coney Island and you didn't realize that it's run by a bunch of Greek guys, you're crazy. So I was excited to try the Greek, and Phil, you're absolutely right. It was it's fantastic. I will say, I'm incredibly intrigued by the Habanero Ranch. It's actually like kind of catching me off guard a little bit. That Haban- dude, Habanero. Oh yeah, dip it in the ranch. This right, is gonna Phil, be Phil. I'm gonna have you step in for a second. All right, we're going to do a play-by-play here. And he's now looking. He's taking the flat. He's lifting the flat. He's examining yeah. the dry rub. Now he's so dipping weird. into the ranch. That's a good here dip, we go. too. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, he's, he's, he's soaking he's it. He's coating a whole oh, half God. of a flat. Let's see if he's professional enough to. Oh, he is. Oh, Look at that. Whoa. He's going, for the, he's going for the one bite? No he way. Is. Can he do it? He is. Can he do it? And Ooh, it comes out of bone. Ooh, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Phil's a lion. These are the biggest wings, baby. <laughs> they're they're too much to take. <laughs> yeah. It makes it almost like a spicy ranch, right? Yeah. Well, hey, what do you say we get back to eating yeah, on these and then, uh, yo. Give a little shout out. Give a little shout out. Say thank you. Not, not you guys. We'll say thank you. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming. Good to meet you. Yeah, guys. thanks for having us. It's yeah. great to I'm be here. Glad you came here. and you did. I'm literally heading back to Detroit in 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. So what you guys don't know is we held uh, we held Augusta from his whole family. Yeah, we slashed his wife. That's why his phone keeps vibrating. His wife's like, "Where the hell are you? You're not in Lansing yet." But hey, uh, listeners, covered in uh, sauce. Yeah, we'll do the coronavirus. Listeners, you know we're not done yet. We're gonna be back in the pod here, but seriously, in Grand Rapids, right here with Naps Corner, we got Detroit Wing Company, the first West Michigan location. You're hearing it here first. Absolutely phenomenal. You get a full review online. It's worth. I mean. I, what do you even say? Speaks for itself. It oh, really does. We, we got a lot of listeners in Detroit. Be sure to go check out these places, too. We actually have a Detroit correspondent. Awesome. Yeah, he's in Royal Oak. So, Joe Blow, you're listening. You're on, We dude. need you to get over. I think, actually, we should ask. We should make a fat request. He needs to go to the East Point location. Yes. We got to go to the HQ, baby. Yeah, yeah. Got to go to the HQ. Back to Mecca. But <laughs> Gus, Phil, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate you guys. And I'll catch wings. up with you guys in a minute. Bye. Where you go? Where we at? Where we at? Little milky wings there. Yeah, a couple farts here and there. I'm fine. No, dude, what happened? I did it for the show. I ate lactose for the listeners. Dude, you're doing it for the pod. I'm I'm all in. Drink my first vodka soda. Nermies finally having a little bit of a toddy on a Friday. I thought guys like you who work from home every fucking Friday just start drinking at 10 a.m. You'd think so, but you know that that's where it starts. But then you you start to realize after a week or so doing that. You, you, you can't. It's not. It's not a lifestyle you can maintain. One thing I want to talk before we before we dive into the final part of this this, this wing review, which they were awesome. Yo, we got awesome. a couple fucking fresh tops. Come on, dude. I just want to say I was thinking about this. You and I today, both having great hair days. Great hair. And days. I think that's what set us up for success for a great podcast. Was when you and your boy are both having a good hair day. It's like, dude. Like, dude, there's nothing, nothing, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Unstoppable. It's just the fucking, it's honest. What did I tell you at 915 this morning? I talked to you. We're bullshitting. We're talking about Jim Gaffigan last night and I felt bad. I felt guilty. What did I say? I was like, I may skip my workout today. Just so I don't have to redo this incredible hair that I've been blessed with. It would really be a shame to ruin it. Wow. dude. 12 hours later. It's it's your boy. What's your product? Patience. It's called patience. Oh, it's called patience. It's called four bottles of hairspray and four bottles of hairspray. Just fucking popping it up. We call it the uh, the quiff. Yeah. Qu- oh, actually, a fun topic. Jim Gaffigan. There was a little controversy around that. I don't know if you heard about last night. Yeah. Apparently, 
a lot of the like the way they mic'd, or the way they like the sound was bad in this in Van Andel, and a lot of people complain because if you were in like the back, you couldn't hear anything. Everyone's like, "What really? the hell is going on?" Yeah, I heard him perfectly the entire time. I will tell you this. Oh, so this is actually brings me to one of my topics. I'm a huge fan of stand up comedy. I think that stand up takes the ultimate balls to stand in front of a group of people with pre rehearsed jokes and have the ability to deliver them to the point that they're going to land. Yeah. It cannot be an easy thing to do. No. Right? I mean, uh, so when I see a stand up comic who does it well, immediately, right after I stop laughing, I'm like, damn, dude, props. I, I salute you. Seriously. Sir. That's yes. not fucking easy. I mean, sir. you and I, naturally funny. We don't do it for the laughs. It's more of like a, we're just trying to grace the world mm-hmm. with the comedy that we have. But yeah. these guys intentionally go out there and they make a living on it. Right. So last night, Jim Gaffigan. If those of you who don't know who Jim Gaffigan is, get on Netflix. The guy has like four fucking specials right he now. Yeah, he's, he's a big, fat, white guy with a comb over. He's hysterical. Go and on. halfway through his set, I was reminded that big, com- big comics like that who are on tour and they're seeing new places all the time, their show's not different every night. No. It can't be. It's like a band. They do yeah. the same show every night. They do exactly. the same set, same order. A couple riffs. They throw a couple like funny... Like last night, he was like, oh, you Dutch bastards. Like, you know, Greek... Or not Greek, excuse me. Grand Rapids. You're drinking vodka like I did in the summer of 2000. I'm trying to get... Dude, I'm trying to get started You fucking here. drink. You drink, you're talking about you're Jim Gaffigan. I'm getting like fired up. Ella's wedding. That was some fucked up vodka drinking. Anyways... He goes on this incredibly long, detailed, horrifying riff about religion. And I just laughed to myself because I'm like, he knows he's in Grand Rapids, but this guy doesn't fucking give a shit about Grand Rapids or like what this right winged fucking religious place. I was was laughing my ass off because the place was like halfway silent. Well, I think you and I actually have even a, a better position to where you and I saw Anthony Jeselnik perform inside of a church. Which, it's one thing to have Jim Gaffigan at Van Andel. That's expected. You know, he's a huge guy. I mean, DaBaby is going to be there on Sunday, which is also wild. Bernie Sanders and DaBaby are going to be in Grand Rapids at the same time. I don't know. But yeah, you know, seeing Justin like in a church, though, that was pretty wild. People were literally just walking out. So, but that is the most progressive church in Grand Rapids. Still, it really man, is. He was huge. <laughs> It really is. It's the most progressive but church him, in Grand but Rapids. But his jokes, even Gaffigan's worst jokes, are like not Gaffigan even a doesn't shed. swear. No. Nah, he dry, I mean, I think I, I, he he caught, used to I caught swear. him slipping a little bit. He used to swear, then he stopped swearing because he has all these kids. He has like 18 kids. Five. Five. That's, I only know that because I saw the show. If you were going to be a stand-up comic, what would be your like shtick? Because like, Gaffigan kind of makes fun of his own life. Yeah, which I feel like a lot of comics do. Well, it, dude, if you live the comic life, like I don't, we shouldn't be talking comedians. We're fucking idiots. But I feel like a lot of comics. Obviously, that life's nuts. Like you're making no money. You have to move to New York. You live in some weird thing. You're 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 staying at clubs every day trying to get a, a ten minute spot, and you hang out there. You bounce around. Like your life is nuts until you start being able to be a road comic, Jim Gaffigan, or even just like, a road comic. Like think of the people that just stop at like Doctor Grins on like a random Wednesday. Like that guy's booking shows like that. They're going to Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo, Lansing, Detroit. Then, like, you're hitting everywhere. They're trying to get, sell as many tickets as possible. So until you can get to... Th- and that's got to be even nutser. More nuts. Nut- nuts? More nuts? <laughs> How much nuts do you need? How much nuts do you need? Fuck. I feel like if I was a stand-up comic, I don't know what my shtick would be, though. Like, you know, a lot of guys, like, you got the fat guy who's, like, obviously going to make fun of being fat, right? He's going to make fun of himself for being fat. You got the fucking guy who's, like, I'm the married guy. You're like, <laughs> But then it's, like, I don't know. 
What do you? What do you? Because you kind of have to pick it yourself a little bit. It's how you fucking build rapport with the crowd. Yeah. And I thought Jim Gaffigan did a fucking phenomenal job of doing that. All right. Cool. Well, anyway, you'd be a stand-up. Back on like, track. I can think of fifteen things to pick on about you. That would make you a phenomenal stand-up comic. All right, we're going to say it right here. I believe... Move on? I believe, you don't want to talk no, about no, that anymore? No, 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 but I believe we did... Have, I don't know if you remember this. We were drinking the other night. We... we uh, I forget who was with us. I think we said we were all going to try open mic stand-up at Fulton Street Pub one night. And we were all going to go there together and all, all build like a, like a two, three, four, five-minute routine. remember this. Yeah. I think that'd be a fun challenge. Oh, it, it, it's... With a little bit of heads up and a little bit of time to plan... And as long as I don't have a single drink before we do it, I'll be fine. Oh, shit. Dude. We didn't even talk about trivia. Trivia went awesome. Oh, I thought trivia was a fucking smash. Yeah, dude. Well, we don't, So now we technically have a, a once a month live show. We're, we're basically already comedians. We got a once a month live show at a bar. Come check us out, dude. Wingmen trivia. You're going to love it. Everyone had a blast. Wingmen trivia once a month. Ferris bar. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Everyone's invited. It's going to be during the week. And uh, it's a $50 prize to Ferris for the winning team. And second place gets 25 and we give out prizes between each round. Yeah, dude. A bunch of like Tito's. Fan people, I mean, we packed the place out last time. There had have been at least six. I would say at least 60 or some odd people. Fun. Yeah. Tremendous amount of fun. I loved it. All right. Let's throw this down. Final thoughts. Detroit Wing Company. That was an awesome experience. Incredible experience. I got to first off, I got to give it up to Gus. I think he has an absolutely phenomenal business model i love the fact that you can tell there's a ton of passion and a ton of pageantry into what they're doing he brings in partners who he knows and he trusts who also seem to have an incredible amount of resilience and passion for that business i gotta imagine it it it, it strikes me as the kind of place where i could go to every location and have a phenomenal experience at each location. I don't feel like one's better than the other. Dude, and it was awesome. I mean, that guy, he had some crazy cool stories. Like, he was off mic, but, I mean, he was talking about how, you know, he had his first two locations, and then he didn't he didn't really know what he wanted to do with it, but then they got a location in the MGM Grand, and that's, like, when they knew that it was going to be elevated to, like, the next level. He's like, oh, now it's the real. Okay, so real. first off, he glossed over that. Yeah. I want to I reiterate what Sam just said because he said it so quickly that I even got caught off guard again. Detroit Wing Company's third location, their third location, the MGM in Detroit reached out to them and said, we want to put a DWC <laughs> in our casino. Nuts. From someone who's only been to Las Vegas once, but he went very recently. Yours truly, Big Papa G. Papa G in Vegas. That's insane. Like That's actually a huge deal. Yeah. I got to think that Gus is rolling in the sauce. Pun intended. He's, I mean, he's, seriously, he's, he's dude. He's doing good. He's got that's new, awesome. He's got a new child. And he had three. Now he's got four more. He's got seven shops. And, he, and he's letting these guys buy in and be managing partners. I mean, we met Phil tonight. That guy was awesome, Slick too. Philly. That might be the most. That guy dude. might like chicken beans more than I fucking Oh, do. my God. That he, guy was. Jeez. He's coming back it. on the show. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't think we have a choice. If he starts his own show, we're, we're fucked. We are so <laughs> fucked if he starts his own show. <laughs> Phil was the most enthusiastic, genuinely nice guy We've had on the show. Gus, no offense, but Phil fucking loves shit. Phil's a wings. great ambassador you for your business, dude. a phenomenal MP for the Grand Rapids location. I also feel like Phil's going to be the kind of guy who's going to really... It sounds like he's from here, 
But I think he's going to be the kind of guy to dive into the community and really actually want to make DWC Grand Rapids a part of uh, a part of the West Michigan community. I, moving on from just that, those two guys alone give it a phenomenal rating. But go you know what I was most impressed with? What? You know, I mean, for the longtime listeners of the show, when we talk about wings and we talk about the quality of wings and not only the temperature, the flavor, the ring drummy ratio, all that shit. We always talk about the buffalo sauce, right? What's the original? Right. And I thought the buffalo was spot on. But you know what, what, what was more impressive? What? Every other wing they brought us Dude, those was so- phenomenal. I don't want to hey, say it. Hit him with a lowdown on what actually happened tonight. I don't even want to say it because it's too cliche, but I was definitely a little bit lost in the sauce. And I would say I was a little bubbed in the rub, man. They had this dry rub, that Greek dry rub. Ooh, dude, that you—you you were surprised when I when we were talking in the car on the way back, and you're like, "What was your favorite?" And I said, "Oh my god, like the Greek dry rub, dude." I just was not ready for that. Was like one of the best. I don't know. That was one of the best dry rubs. Just most original, and the flavor was so good. Like, I would just. I'd like to retry it like with like a lens of where I've tried it because I I don't want to say like the recency bias is like on my mind, but it's just like. I, re- I was not expecting that at all, and I, like, loved that flavor. I will say the only reason I was surprised that was your favorite is because I know you like the heat. Mm-hmm. I know you're a heat man. Yes. So when I saw you hitting down those uh, sweet and spices, I was like, oh, he's about to, this is about to be the one. But in that same vein that you're talking about, my favorite wing was the habanero ranch. Damn. Dry rub. That was a good one too. I tried them all. Like I said, I ate the lactose. I ate the lactose for this app. For those of you, Which is those why we're you back in at home, <laughs> for those of you listening at home, we are wrapping up this episode at Nerm's apartment, only because he did try the non-lactose free wings because that's how good they were. We have yet to see any sort of repercussions for that decision. However, we are anxiously waiting. All right, hit him with the rating, dude. All right, let's go through all the credentials. The one I didn't try. How was the ranch, my man? Yo, the ranch, it was that thick mayonnaise ranch. We've talked about this before. You got to have a base for ranch. If your base is sour cream, I'm out. I won't do it. Mm -hmm. I think it just is too sweet. It's kind of (laughs) sour. Hence the name. Exactly. (laughs) It's not for me. But that mayonnaise-based ranch that just coats the wing, it doesn't drip off. You know, Jets, everyone listen, everyone knows what Jets Ranch is. Right, it it just it falls off. It's watery. This was that thick, delicious mayonnaise, and when Gus said, "Hey, take that habanero ranch and dip it in the ranch," guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. First off, that guy knows how to eat wings. Every piece of advice he gave us, spot on. But that ranch, I gotta give that ranch an eight and a half out of ten. That's a high ranch, dude. Would you say the gold? Would you would you say the Jets Ranch is the gold standard? Not anymore. Damn. All right. Next category. Sa- I'd love to dip some Jets pizza <laughs> in the DWC ranch. Seriously. It's got to be done now. And you boys, maybe if you're listening, that up fucking go try that. Next one. Sauce selection. Oh. Impeccable. I've never had. So here's the thing, too. Here's the best had, part. This so, is the first time we've had like 12 sauces. He brought yeah, every wing to us. Exactly. So I, I'm sure you guys uh, heard earlier in the podcast. But so tonight we had the opportunity. Gus and Phil, they were incredible hosts. They took care of us. It was like they were, we were sitting in their own kitchen in their own home. Like, and Gus said to us before we ordered, he goes, hey, you guys want to order? He's like, be my guest or I'll bring you a smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. 
and obviously Nerm and I elected for you know the latter. And when he came out, we had seven sauces. We had the sweet and spicy, the garlic parm, the habanero ranch, the buffalo. We had the uh, what's the Creole one? The Creole that yeah, we, yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'll say this too: the lemon pepper oh, the Greek that you one, loved, yeah. dude. I'll tell you this: like, like when they were when they were in there and talking to us, like you said, like we loved Phil and Gus, like. I looked them right in, the, like, at one point, I was eating the when they brought us the wings, and I was eating them, and I looked Gus and Phil in the eye. I almost said, thanks, Dad. Whoa. Yeah. And you have a dad. Yes. Damn, let's take a minute <laughs> for that. No, dude, they, they, that was an awesome experience. The wings, it was incredible. The wings were solid. But like, it, so, to answer your question about sauce selection, I've never had an opportunity to really, truly give sauce selection a shot. I know. Now we know. So tonight, this nine, is season three. Nine out of ten. This is season three. We're we're we're, we're not going to skimp on sauces anymore. Nine out of ten. Well, also, look to give them credit too. It's like, dude, some of the restaurants we're rolling to, they're kind of like sticklers about it. They're like, eh, we can't. Like, dude, we're here, like literally reviewing your wings. Like, give us like, we want to try them. I've never felt more like a king than I did this evening when we walked into DWC with Gus and Philly. Yeah. All right. Next, the wing overall. So. This was the part that you have to you have to work through the sauce to focus on. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because the sauces they truly are. Seriously, we're not we're not overblowing these sauces. They're that good, but a shitty wing can be masked in a great sauce, and you won't even realize you're eating a shitty wing. Right. And so I had to find myself thinking about the actual chicken wing itself. You know what I loved about it? It was hot to it was hot to the bite. Yeah. And every time I yeah, ripped a piece of meat off, it smoked me. right off. Oh, like you're hot all the way dude. through. That's why it's phenomenal. That's, that, that's temperature and wing. And they were meaty. You saw me. I tried to take that whole boy at once. And I was like, yeah. I gotta go back for seconds. I mean, I would say they're definitely a very big competitor in like the wing stop category. Kind of like that. Like, fast, like more Fuck of a fast schedule. Whoa. Okay. Wing stop wasn't bad. It was better than, are you know, talking to the microphone? <laughs> no, he puts a mic down. <laughs> I dropped the I mic. Mean, dude, I'll, I'll overall, man, I really like these guys. They're doing a real cool thing. I know they're Detroit. You know what they're not, though? Now they're GR. They're in our backyard. In West Michigan. They're one now. of us, man. Isn't that what West Michigan's built on? All right. You boys get the wingmen's seal of approval. Stamp. I'm going to make a new sound effect. This place has the wingmen's seal of approval. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Season three. All right. This, 2020 is the year. We're going to do it. I swear. You call How many years have we been doing this podcast? Three. We started this in 2017. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Three years, baby. I am very glad to say that the first episode of 2020 goes to Detroit Wing Company. It absolutely gets the stamp of approval. Could not be more thrilled that they're in our backyard. For you guys at home, want to chime in on the podcast? Don't forget we have a uh, we have a mailbag, Instagram, Wingmen of. What is it? I think it's wingmen of West MI at gmail.com. And then uh, on every social media, we're WM of WM. Hit us up on social media. We'll give Check you the uh, us Gmail. Out. 